As we mentioned earlier in the box office portion of the podcast, the new paranormal activity movie, The Ghost Dimension, came out this weekend. And as Halloween nears, it's perfect for horror and thrill fans alike. And this week, we are super excited to be joined by the film's lead actor, Chris Murray. Chris, thanks for joining us. Hey, man, great to be here. <laughs> I'm just clapping in the car by myself. <laughs> that's the hey, that's the way to do it, you know. Um, Thanks that's for having me on Next Level. I can't wait to get to the next level. <laughs> Whatever you guys ask me, I'm sure it'll be there. <laughs> we we are constantly going to the next level. There's just so many levels we're at right now. It's it's kind of ridiculous. But, but um, you guys just get really stoned, stoned, and call people up and ask <laughs> them about movie stuff. We should. Yeah. That actually would be a good segment. That, that's next level. Well, I, well, I think uh, I think we'll bring you back on for that. Especially, we'll have you call the people because you have acting chops, so you could probably do a much better job at it than we could. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to prank your audience. <laughs> prank calls with Chris—that's what we'll call it. Sure, sure, we can think of something better than that, probably. But yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, no, it's good to be here. It's good to be here talking about paranormal activity, the ghost dimension. Uh, we had the premiere last week, and and uh, now we need all your uh, listeners to go see it. Yeah, and, and like uh, we kind of briefly talked off air, so the last one, the, um, I already forget what it, the marked ones, that's what it was, uh, that released in like January, which seems like really odd timing for a movie like this, so you guys at least got this one back to normal around Halloween, which is basically perfect timing for a movie like this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. See, initially when I came on board, you know, we had a, uh, we had an August start date and a uh, November end date or like late October end date and they were going to try and release this for Christmas so in the movie you will actually see a Christmas tree and a lot of um, a lot of Christmas uh, themed um, you know decorations and set pieces but what happened was they couldn't we couldn't actually figure out they had, a, they had a hard time figuring out the whole story and so we went into various stages of rewrites and reshooting and um and so it, you know, we we actually didn't finish shooting until um, until this August. We did a we did a reshoot um, a year after we started. So they they had planned on releasing it for Christmas, and then we heard a March release date. And then thankfully, and I'm I'm actually really glad they did decide to just release it for Halloween because it's a it's a Halloween movie. Let's face it, guys. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird to uh, to see this at Christmas, so I am glad about that. Plus, you don't want to take your mom and your dad and your grandma to go see this, really. I mean, unless they're <laughs> that kind of thing. But not exactly, you know, uh, love and Christmas. Plus, more terror. De- plus, terror if, it was, demons if it was coming out at Christmas, you'd have to deal with the uh, the Star Wars competition, and you don't want that. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw the trailer, as I think everybody else did yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it looks terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's going to make no money. Gonna go, I'm definitely not, not going to go see that, but I probably will scoop up some Disney stock because, yeah, I mean, I mean, tickets are already on sale for that thing. So Yeah, I think it uh, crashed a couple websites, but enough about that movie. Let's get back to Paranormal Activity. That's, yeah, that movie sucks. Yeah, Paranormal <laughs> Activity is where it's at, guys. <laughs> it's a little bit different, too, from some of the past ones we've seen, right? Like, it, you actually see the paranormal stuff going on yeah so i'll just fill you guys in real quick so my character ryan fleege a very successful video game designer you know i live in a big house i have a hot wife and i have a gorgeous kid and i find this box my brother comes to town um you know to stay with me he's kind of my idiot brother played by dan gill and we start uh, hanging up some lights 
and we find this box, and it has this old, like, 1970s, 1980s gigantic camera in it. I don't know the, the name of the uh, brand of camera, but I, but I think they still sell them, actually, online. And, uh, and we also find these tapes. And so what happens is uh, Ryan, played by me, being um, the curious tech guy he is, uh, turns it on and gets it working. And what he picks up is kind of weird. He, he initially thinks it's a glitch, and so does everybody else. Um, but then he starts to realize that the stuff that he's seeing in the camera actually moves from room to room. And then as he and his brother Mike start to watch the, the tapes, they're not pornos like they hoped for. They're actually um, weird cult kind of tapes uh, where they see these two girls, Katie and Christy, and, and they're in, therefore, and, and you, you probably get, get where all of this goes next. Um, so I start to see not really anything that you could call a form, but as the movie goes on, it starts to get stronger and it starts to form more as my, as my daughter starts to get a little more, um, let's say affected by what's going on in the house. Okay. Um, then you get to see the, uh, you get to see the activity. And actually, if you go see it in 3d, which I highly recommend all of this stuff that I'm seeing through the camera actually comes at you in the audience. So it's a really rad effect. And it sort of just sinks you right into this whole this whole story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, you did. I heard you mention your hot wife. Um, generally, the series uh, Paranormal Activity has a small cast with a kind of a main guy and a main girl. It seems like you have a main another main guy buddy character as well. Um, but talk a little bit about your chemistry with with Britt Shaw on screen because it kind of makes these movies the way that these two main characters interact with each other because there aren't that many characters in the movie. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought they did a great job sort of uh, adding. They added two main characters. Uh, one, my brother, who comes to stay for Christmas, and he's kind of a he's kind of a loser, uh, you know, directionless guy. And Dan Gill, who plays him, is incredibly funny. And I come from an improv background, so we had a lot of fun um, with a, with a lot of the you know the pages of the script, just playing around. And uh, and then Britt. Britt, uh, who plays my wife, she's great, you know, um, really accommodating, uh, fun actress to work with. And then Olivia Taylor Dudley plays her friend, her really hot friend who kind of stops by on a yoga retreat. So essentially, you have sort of these four characters, four adults rather than two, and then my daughter, you know, played by Ivy George. So, yeah, you're right. It creates this whole different relationship. It's not just the husband and the wife going back and forth. You you honestly look forward to the scenes with the with the two brothers because there's a ton of comedy you know in the first I would say even throughout the whole movie the, when when Ryan and Mike are together you know it's going to be kind of funny and goofy and then when when uh, Ryan and Emily his wife are together it's it's you know it's a little more you know wife husband relationship and then Mike has the hots for her friend uh, <laughs> Mike has sense, the hots yeah. for Olivia Olivia Taylor Dudley which which creates some really funny scenes in the movie is he's trying to score her and he just comes off as a total idiot. <laughs> yeah. I always like a little bit of comedy mixed in between having so to hide my say, eyes. No, it's really, it's really fun. Like the first 20 minutes is actually, you're going to get a lot of laugh. And I don't think he really had those in the other paranormal activities. Yeah. yeah. There's an attempt at comedy, but Dan's like a real successful stand-up comedian. I've done tons of improv. So it's just, I think it really shows. And there's a really great chemistry between all of us. You know, we are all roughly the same age and, you know, we're all young, hungry actors, and it was really cool to just kind of get in there and riff um, yeah. together. Yeah. 
And then uh, you're kind of you're kind of jumping into the middle of a series that has established itself in this paranormal activity series where people know what to expect. Uh, I guess first question would are you a fan of the first five paranormal activities that happened? And I guess what's it like being a part of a series that's kind of already established now? Yeah, you know, uh, when I first got the job, I, I had only seen one, and I was like really scared in one, so I <laughs> so I watched all of them, you know, um, and, and I, I watched them honestly like by myself in a hotel room, like oh, they, they sent me all of them, and it was like idea. a bad, like I had to like honestly hit pause and take take walks during three. Yeah, because you know, it just built this whole suspension. You just you don't watch these movies like you're like God, damn, I'm comfortable. This is so much fun. Like you, you watch it like going, fuck them, man. They're just getting, you know, and you kind of, you know, you cover your eyes a little bit. Um, so yeah, being a part of the the whole mythology, I, I think super cool. But I also think like this is a this is kind of a one off too because it's got this awesome 3D special effect going on it's coming at the audience it's funnier um it's bigger it seems like a really much bigger of a movie than sort of the previous ones um and yeah i just think it's scary as hell too so so in a way i mean the other ones are scary as hell don't get me wrong i think you'll get the sense of this tight family and then you're just going to go on the ride that you go on every time uh you watch one of these movies and you're not going to feel very comfortable but uh, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and the the nice thing they've done with these movies is they they've kept them kind of lower budget, like a lot of found footage type films can be. But I think, uh, you know, people might think, oh, it's lower budget. It's you know whatever. It's probably really easy to do. Blah blah blah. I I actually think that makes it harder to film because it has to make it so much more believable. And that's what they've had such such success with so far is making the films like Steve was saying uh, before that. You know, people actually thought the first paranormal activity was a, like happened in real life. Did did you find that this was actually a little bit more difficult, or was it a little easier than standard filming? Well, I think like you have to like a you have to act a lot in these movies, uh, especially this one because we were acting off a lot of um, things that weren't there. Yeah, you know, so you're constantly like you're you're really acting a lot. And uh, on the other side, everything has to be so natural. And so conversational, like you were doing it in real life, so that so that say you memorize your lines and you spit them out like you know they're memorized lines. That doesn't work in this film. So you have to sort of, you know, we would get pages, and we weren't, we didn't necessarily have to memorize everything. We just had to get the idea of what was going on in the scene, and then make it our own, so that so that you you just feel like you're you're living in this this family's house, you know, and in the pauses and the you know you know, some of the lines get cut off. It just it just makes it more natural. And so to your question, yeah, it was grueling, man. Filming this film was grueling. I had no idea I was going to be, uh, I, so much was going to be required and it would go so long and, and um, they're long days. You know, every day it's from the beginning to the end. There's really no downtime. So I really worked my butt off um, filming this one. And, uh, yeah, like I said, like there, there's a lot of acting you have to do in this movie. So hopefully it comes across that it's pretty natural and that, um, you know, we're just a family. Yeah. And, and most, I mean, most of uh, a lot of the stuff you've done in the past, you know, you've done a bunch of commercials and, and, uh, voiceovers and things of that nature. And a lot of those, at least that I've seen were 
more upbeat and kind of fun, you know, some Budweiser ones and, and stuff like that. And this movie is essentially the complete opposite of that. Does, does this side of the industry really interest you a lot, or do you prefer to kind of keep it light like you were talking before with your improv background? Well, you know, I think it's changed a little bit because uh, I always am looking for the joke, you know. Um, it's sort of, it comes natural to me, but, but now that I got to wear this, this concerned father, uh, these concerned father shoes, you know, I think personally in my career, I'm looking for a little bit more of a, more of an edge, a little darker character seems to interest me now uh, than maybe it did before. And, um, you know, quite frankly, if, if I got offered more horror, would I do it? it? You know, it just depends on the project. I think now I'd want to do something like It Follows. Did you guys see It Follows? Yeah. It kind of blew me away. Like, I would want to do something maybe a little more art house if it's going to be horror. Um, I don't think I want to jump into like, and maybe the Saw franchise is over, but I don't want to jump into like gore just for the sake of it. You know, ultimately you're spending so much of your life on a movie that you want it to really like connect with you somehow, some way that's, that's going to, that's going to pull you through after, you know, six weeks or in this case, a year of filming, you know, um, you really want to love uh, the character that you're playing and you want to, you know, be really invested to give it to give the performance that needs to be given yeah for sure and i hear you uh kind of talking in the future tense with your with your career which is cool because uh if i'm not mistaken this is your first major role uh in hollywood so you're pretty yeah. much you're on the rise here um tell us yeah. a little bit about your experience of uh kind of breaking through as 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 adam mentioned commercial guy and some voiceover stuff but now you're in in hollywood as a major role tell us about your breakthrough here well, you know, I always thought that I was destined for a major role <laughs> in abortion and abortion cheese ad. But yeah, it took a, it took a lot longer than I probably well, when I started uh, had anticipated. You know, but in the same respect, like it made me who I am. You know, all that struggle in New York City. I was doing theater, I was writing stuff, I was doing web series. You know, students, everything really. Um, and then I started doing the commercial work, which I don't downplay because it really, you know, it teaches you a lot of lessons and, and you can, you can get across really quickly sort of what the, what the character in the commercial is doing, you know, and, and, and what, what he, what he needs to do for them, you know, in, in the commercial. So all that experience, you know, and, and I was always reading, you know, I've tested, I've been really close on stuff. I remember I was up for a, a role when I was 25 opposite Rosario Dawson, you know, and, and, and like, wouldn't, I think I made out with her in the audition. I, oh, I nice. didn't get that. It's like, it's almost still... like people don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Still people win. don't really know exactly what to do with me because I am comedic, but I'm also trained, you know, I've trained for years as a dramatic actor. Um, I like to bring comedy to whatever it is because that's just who I am. Um, but so I guess I would just say, um, yeah, I'm on the rise. I've been, you know, I know exactly what I'm doing. It's not like I'm a newbie. Yeah. Uh, it's just hopefully this gives me that opportunity to really show people, you know, I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface yet. I, I, I look forward to, to being able to dig in and, and show people, you know, you know, uh, uh, some good acting. Yeah. Do you have a a story for us during the filming of Paranormal Activity as kind of the, the main guy where you you looked outside yourself and kind of said, oh, well, this is where I am now. I'm in Hollywood now. Uh, you know, I, nobody really, nobody's really noticed me or anything. I, I did, 
Um, I guess lately it's gotten pretty pretty nuts with with all the appearances, and I was on a I was on a Latin late night talk show, which was nice. pretty cool. Um, but I I was kind of I, I did this job for Budweiser Ireland a number of years ago, and I landed in Ireland, and I was like bombarded with people. <laughs> um, like they just loved like I was like the only commercial running I think in Ireland at that time. <laughs> um, so I got a little taste of that, and by the end of it, I just couldn't wait to like get out of there because it, it did get like kind of it. It just does, you know, you 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 tear down that privacy that that I actually really like. Um, but I would say like there was nothing during the filming that made me look back. I, I just I guess I I said to myself, I want to do the best job I can here. This is going to go somewhere, and I'm going to you know I'm going to go somewhere with it, and uh, just grateful for the opportunity and and like. Like, hope hope I can turn this into something really cool uh, down the road. Yeah, I think you picked a good uh, picked a good. Um, I don't know the what the series. I guess is probably the best word series to to hop on sure, with. And... I, picked, I picked a good first lead role. Yeah, because yeah, it's got the built it's got the built in audience. You know, and I and I it's like I'm not going to go back and do like a bunch of low budget indie films now. You know, if I can help it, right? right. Because right. I. I was doing before and I learned a lot from you know all, all of it but like at this point you know it's time to really it's time to really see what see what I can do see if, see if this builds a career that I'm that I'm happy with yeah. if not I'll be gardening so, you know I'll be <laughs> planting trees or something in northern California I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> but at least everybody you... says We'll send a little prayer for me, you know. You have uh, at least you have making out with Rosario Dawson to fall back on. That's always a plus. Yeah, that was so long ago. <laughs> Sorry, Rosario. <laughs> uh, real quick before we let you go, I I want to ask one more question here. I, I saw in your bio your major, uh, and you have your degree was in history. How did you get? Yeah. How did you end up in acting from going into it as a history major? That's a really good question, man. Uh, probably too many. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was always interested in acting as a kid. I grew up in Kentucky, and I was an athlete, and I, I played soccer at Davidson, which has a really good soccer team and good academics. Uh, my parents just never thought, "Hey, we'll we'll ship Chris up to New York or LA to try the acting thing." You know, even though I think at one of my plays, I think it was in middle school, somebody from the University of Kentucky theater department like gave my mom her card and said get him to to our department you know they probably hid that from me they're like you're gonna be a doctor or a lawyer and so uh, you know i went to college and, and the reason i majored in history a is because i had no idea what else to major in and and b because i really like stories you know all history is essentially storytelling yeah um how we get it uh you know distilled into book form and and whatever point of view you know it is you know history is who knows if that really happened, but that's that's how they translated. And I guess from there, I just was like, well, I got a worthless degree from a great college, and now I'm going to go be an actor because <laughs> I have no other idea what I want to do. So I, I just kind of went for it, man. Um, I, started, I played soccer, you know, for three and a half years at, at Davidson, and then by my senior year, I wanted to do something a little different because I realized I wasn't going to go uh, to the MLS or, you know, overseas. So I actually got, I was starting to do some theater classes and got the first kind of main stage role of the, of the spring. And I said, Hey, I'm pretty, Hey, maybe I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> uh, 
let's go make this a career. Like I'm the only guy that would be like in one play and decide to go be an actor. Like that's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's kind of like who I am. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go be an actor. Sounds like, yeah, sounds like we can do this. Um, so yeah. So, um, the, the, the short answer is it's been all hard work and, and a lot of struggle and a lot of moments, you know, sitting, looking out the window and kind of like banging my head slowly against that window. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, eventually I guess it's starting to work out. So, hey, well, uh, uh, you're on the right path and obviously we wish you the best of luck and, and we want our, uh, our listening audience here to make sure they go see Paranormal Activity, the ghost dimension in theaters now. And also, uh, follow Chris on Twitter at Chris J underscore Murray. Chris, thanks again yeah. for coming on the podcast, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. I'm also on Instagram at, uh, as Money Makes Me Funny. Money Makes uh, Me Funny? Money Makes Me Funny if you right. follow me on Instagram. Perfect. I'm not this guy. I'm not one of these guys that's doing like a separate artist page. It's just all me, <laughs> unfiltered, so whatever. That's even Take better. Even better. That's, yeah. That's our podcast. That's, yeah, I have, we're unfiltered. They're like, Chris, it'd be good if, be good if all your twi- Twitter and, and Insta were like the same handles. I'm like, you know what? That sounds stupid. I'm just gonna get different handles for everything. So. <laughs> Follow me. Make sure you go see the movie in 3D. It's a wild, scary ride. Uh, go bring a friend and do not see this movie by yourself in a theater. <laughs> We're in a hotel room. <laughs> or in a hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Chris, for coming on, and we will be back with more Showcast right after this. <laughs> 